you fall into a trap, I think, as a woman where you feel so guilty if you leave your kids for any amount of time with their father to go and pursue something that might seem selfish at the time, that, you know, sometimes you almost feel like if someone cancels, you're almost relieved. And even if it's just to get together to to talk, which is so important. And literally, of a four-hour band practice, we sometimes spend three and a half hours talking mm-hmm. and kind of working through things that we really needed to work through. But we we showed up every time, once a week, for band practice because it was this thing that we were doing. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lassa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Oh my. Hey, be it babe. How are you? I can't even wait for you to get into this interview. Um, This is my first time interviewing three people at once. um, And our first time having a band on here. And we have a special gift for you at the end. So please Please stick around to the entire thing because we're going to have an amazing song for you. Uh, We have the Wild Honey Band with us. They are three amazing women, moms of eight girls. So where are my parents at? Um, And they like one, I think one of them didn't even play an instrument when they got together and um, we've been playing the violin for three months. And so I just, when I heard, I, I met these women when I was in Canada and I like went up to them and I was like, I need to have you on my podcast. Like I didn't even say, hi, I'm Leslie. Like, this is who I am. I just was like, this is what I want. And this is why I want you. Um, their story is freaking beautiful. They literally are being it till they see it. And they've been a band for nine years now. Um, I mean, just like so cool. And I, even if you're like, oh, Leslie, I don't want to play music. I need you to see yourself. Like every time you hear a band, I need you to hear say a book club or a writer or you know, maybe you want to be in knitting or maybe, maybe you are not even trying to start anything else, but you were just wishing you had more, more conscious conversations that were like deeper, like beyond the surface of people. If that's what you're wanting, then this is the podcast for you. There are so many takeaways throughout the conversation, but when you get to the be it items, I mean, like goodness, these women are powerful. And, um, in the show notes, you'll be able to see how you can listen to all of their music and get to know them um, more. And I hope that you do. I hope that you do. And, you know, please give yourself the space and grace to, to just try, right. To just like take the action. Um, When you listen to this, I think you'll hear why I say space and grace, because it really does matter. It really makes a difference. And who knows, nine years from now, you could be on someone else's interview sharing how you got started. Right. So thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me bring beautiful humans into your ears each and every week. It is an honor that I do not take lightly. And um, you give me like, I don't know, like a thirst to like find the next person to inspire you in ways that are beyond your wildest dreams. So after this brief message, Wild Honey. Hey, hey, everyone. Erica Quest here. We are super excited. We're bringing back the Wealthy Mindset, Leslie and my annual coaching program. And this year's theme is from failure to flow. We can't wait to have you. And Les, what are we up to? So with four pillars of content that your movement, your coaching, and the community is all wrapped around is character, consistency, construct, and courage. And I cannot wait to move you through these pillars. And I know Erica can't wait to coach you through them as well. It's going to be incredible. April 10th through May the 7th, we cannot wait to move with you, grow your business, shift your mindset, and take you from failure to flow. Where do we grab our ticket? Levelupmovement.com. So levelupmovementmdmt.com is where you're going to go. Grab your spot and get ready for this amazing four weeks of Erica and I live with you along the way. Hello, Be It listener. All right, I have like a trio for you. This is our first actual trio. I am so thrilled. Y'all, when I I was in Canada 
out and I was in Calgary and I went to this event and they had a band and it was these women who one of them, or maybe all of them are applies instructors, but at least one of them is, and they started to play and then they started to tell their story. And I was like, Oh, they have to be on the podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear the story. If you are a mom, if you've ever thought you don't even know how to play an instrument, if you ever thought you don't have to do anything like this is the episode for you. Um, I would love for you to see yourself in the stories of these women. So ladies, wild honey band is here. We have Laura, <laughs> Jessica, and Shelby. Hi. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> mm, oh my goodness. Listen to these voices. So, okay. I would love for you all to introduce yourselves. So we'll just start. I got Shelby on the screen now. We'll start with Shelby. Um, who, like, tell us who you are. Like, what do you play? What, how'd you get here? And then we'll just go through the whole band. Wow. Okay. How'd I get here? Give me an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least. Uh, well, my name's Shelby and I, uh, I'm, okay. I got to tell you a little bit first because this is kind of interesting. Laura. So Laura married my brother and Jess married the guy that I grew up next door to. Stop so it right now. Him. Yes. Stop. So we're Who's my inside? husband's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh yes. my gosh. So that is just to sort of start with where we all got together. But I, uh, I grew up in Cranbrook, a small town in Canada, and I kind of went into the science stuff. I was always like a nerdy science person. And when I had my first daughter, I, uh, first of two, um, I sort of had this like epiphany of kind of wanting to do something artistic. And it started with writing. So I kind of became a writer then, and I've been writing ever since. But um, when the girls came into my life through the boys, because I grew up with eight boys on the street. Wow. And yeah, so I was definitely like a tomboy, kind of like always trying to prove I was tough. And then I had my first baby. And then you realize like all the emotions come spilling out. That happened. <laughs> so I started writing, and then I was definitely like searching for, um, I think, friendships that were sort of deeper and where I could be more myself, mm. and I could be be wrong and be failing and be struggling, and that would be okay. And then the girls, you know, kind of married into this boyhood that I was in a part of, and we very quickly realized that because. We had all these kids. There's eight daughters between the three of us. You all have all only girls. Only girls. And there's eight. Only girls. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And all of our all of our husbands were like, what the hell happened? But yes, we have eight girls. And so we kind of we just needed a reason. We felt like we were like always oh, like, oh, we'll get together, we'll get together, and then blow that off. Yeah. It's so easy to be like, oh, I can't because I've got to drive here and this is going on. So we decided we needed like a real reason and something that would make us show up. And that's where the band came from. So that's sort of how I got here. I'm still a writer. I've published a novel and I've got another one on the go here. And um, but for the band, uh, that's sort of where the band started nine years ago. And we're still going strong. That is amazing. Okay. So Laura, I want you to pick it up, tell everyone who you are, but also I, I do, let's make sure we put a pin and come back to that where women tend to do the whole, oh yeah, let's hang out. Let's hang out. And then we don't, right. We're going to come back to that. So Laura, tell us everything. So hello, I'm Laura <laughs> and I am the violin player on the in the band and it's funny because I still, when that rolls out of my mouth, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Because when I started with this band, I had been playing an instrument, like period, in my life for about three months. And it was the violin. You had been playing I, only for three months. You're like, yes. at some point you're like, I'm, I'm going like, to play the violin. I'm taking violin lessons. <laughs> yeah. And usually you wouldn't start with the violin, but ignorance is bliss. And I rolled with it. And um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a convoluted way. I've always wanted to be a violin player. And so I signed up my daughter at the time because I'm just going to live vicariously through her. And I was sitting at her violin lessons. It was this sort of group lesson and all us parents were sitting in the back row, like against the wall. And the kids were all playing. I'm like, why am I just sitting here? Like, 
I want to play the violin. So I went down to the music store here in my, our little town and bought this cheap adult sized violin and brought it to our next, you know, <laughs> children's <laughs> fiddle lesson and pulled my chair forward from all the rest of the parents far enough so I couldn't see their looks. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I just started to play along. Cause I'm like, this is what I want to do. So that's how I started. And three months later, like, well, I could be in a band. I could be in a Oh, kind my. of a bad idea, but a wonderful idea at the same time. So, well, yeah. but obviously you're listening to your brain and your body, like you're being called into that and to like, to, to, to take a seat away from where the parents are like, that is like, oh my gosh, scary and out of the comfort mm-hmm. zone for everyone. I was listening to a podcast today and this woman was like, I'm doing adult tap lessons. She's like, it was just like <laughs> three ladies and a 14 year old whose mother just sat in the room. And I was like, why didn't mom, it's an adult tap class. Why didn't mom like, but it's true because totally. I think sometimes we think, oh, this is for them. And really mm-hmm. you're like, I, I want to be doing, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jess, you're up. Okay. I'm Jess and I play the guitar in the band and, um, I also do vocals, but I was, so I had, I grew up in, in Vancouver, BC And then, um, when I met my husband, we kind of lived all over the place. And then we settled back in Cranbrook where he's originally from. And by the time we settled back here, we just had our third daughter and life was going great. And I was like, this is going amazing. I'm kicking ass being a mom and wife and doing all these things. And then shit hit the fan. (laughs) And I was all of a sudden like, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed with life, with the kids, with just like settling down with so many things. And so when, thank God Shelby and Laura were here and there was mention of this band and so many things were going through my head. Like I I can't do that. I had my, my dad's a professional musician. My brother's a professional musician. I never went down that road. And I was like, I, I can't do that just thinking of imposter syndrome and all that, but I knew that I needed it. I was like, I need this. I got to make this work. I'm just going to go to the first band meeting. So I showed up and I was like, I'll play the drums. That's what I'll do. Cause I used to play the drums a little bit for my brother. Uh, we didn't have drums. So I grabbed a cardboard box. It's like, I will start on the cardboard box. <laughs> and give you a little beat. And then from there, um, I got some bongos. I got a jambe. I got all sorts of different drums and then settled on the guitar. Thought that might be a little bit um, of a better idea for me and, and just started playing and struggled but did you, a Did lot. you play the guitar before you were in the band? Like, did you even know what you were doing? No, no. <laughs> I watched a lot. Like I'd watched my dad a lot. I'd watched my brother a lot. I'd been around music my whole life and been around all parts of making music and playing and watching from side stage and all of that. So I'd been around it a ton, but I was terrified to do it myself because I was terrified of, you know, screwing up or sounding bad or whatever. And well, then, your brother told you you sounded horrible. Yes, there was that too. <laughs> Dealing with that. Yeah, because people Dealing tell us, that. and when people say the thing that we already were thinking, like yeah. that's just like nail on the cot. Like that is the worst, yeah. right? Like when it's, a, mm-hmm. and almost like, I w- almost wonder if you would even have heard it had you not been saying it to yourself, but it's like, you know, we he- like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's the, the thing that we're already doubting when someone says it, it just becomes the, oh. that thing. So Absolutely. that's hard to get over. Yeah, it it was. And I think you're right. Like if I hadn't heard that or been thinking that, and if I just been, you know, out there like, oh, I'm going to start this band. I'm going to be amazing. I wouldn't have heard any of that, but all the things I was doubting as soon as somebody said, said something, I was like, oh no, oh no, here it comes. But, um, we just stuck with it and, and it was the most amazing thing for all three of us. But I, you know, speaking, from my own heart, it was, I needed it so badly and it just, um, helped kind of get my life, like just feeling that I could still, um, that I could still do things that I, that I didn't have to just sit at home and, and feel like I was kind of in this, um, trap, I guess I felt trapped. And so 
this just gave an opening to, to, you know, I can still do all these things. I still can learn something new. I still can, you know, work at something and, um, I don't know, just get creative and, and it just, it opened, it opened a big door for me. That's beautiful. Thank you all for sharing that. And I, I want to say like, I want to kind of go back to you guys decided to have a band practice. Is, Is that because you were having trouble getting together consistently or because you needed to have like, it almost felt like you had more of a reason to get together than just like three moms hanging out. Right. Yeah. I, I'll jump there because I, I think for, we just, we just sort of felt like there was this almost like a bit of a stereotype that as moms, if we were going to get together, it was just, you know, all we could do if we got together was like drink wine and talk about celebrities or I don't know, which not that we don't drink wine because <laughs> we do, but it seemed like, like the, bo- the, the men and, and the men in our lives are all, they're amazing guys, but they're all, um, they all have a lot of different hobbies and they're hunters and they go fishing and hunting and all these things. And we just didn't have the thing that was something that seems silly. And I think too, you fall into a trap. I think as a woman where you feel so guilty if you leave your kids for any amount of time with their father to go and pursue something that might seem selfish at the time that, you know, sometimes you almost feel like if someone cancels, you're almost relieved. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just to get together to, to talk, which is so important. And literally of a four hour band practice, we sometimes spend three and a half hours talking mm-hmm. and kind of working through things that we really needed to work through. But we, we showed up every time once a week for band practice, because it was this thing that we were doing. And, and I think, you know, it gave us permission to be like, here's the kids, this is my time and I'm going. And I think as women, we, we have a hard time finding that. Mm -hmm. And as moms. Uh, You Mm -hmm. you are 100% correct. I hate when I hear people say like dad's babysitting like that. It's like, I don't, I don't have kids, but like nothing irks me more because it's like parent too. Also a parent also was part of that big part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So I, um, you know, I think that, uh, I think also you said something, um, about how guys have like a hobby. So they have, like they have football that they watch or whatever sports that they get together. And like, we, it's easy for us just to go. I don't mean like, even we don't have kids and my husband's like, Oh, I'm going to my band practice. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? You know? And like, it's, it is hard. Like my girlfriends who, when we get together, it's like, Oh, let's have coffee. You have like, you never get together for coffee. That is rarely happening because that is the easiest thing to cancel. So I love that you ladies mm-hmm. created something that can't be canceled. You have to have band practice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a gig. We have to practice and it, and it really changed the priority of, of doing it. And, and when we did get like, that was our time and it wasn't our time to be looking after the kids. I mean, a lot of times we did have the kids around, but it was something that we were going to like pursue this passion and, and it really turned into that for us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura, um, and mm-hmm. I would love to hear, so you guys hear that you're going to have a gig and you've been playing the violin for three months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you take us back? Like what? Cause obviously like practicing together and having band practice is one thing, like drumming on a box and like for your girls is like one thing, but actually like doing this in public, like what was going through your head and like, how did you get ready for that? Oh my gosh. That's yeah. What a great question because it was absolutely something that I, I really struggled with and I still struggle with it. Like I still, I still do. And I'm, I'm nine years in now. And, but at the beginning, I think part of it um, you know, I sort of, I do sort of joke a little bit, like ignorance is bliss. Like I really, my ear wasn't developed at that point. And I'm so thankful because I could just, you know, get up and just kind of like, I don't even know if this is sharp or flat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there is that. Um, but I, and you know, the thing about playing the violin too, is when you, when you're nervous, like for me, um, your bow starts to shake down your violin. So it's a very, you can almost, you can hear the nerves through the instrument. And so finding ways to, um, yeah, to sort of calm, sort of talk myself, talk myself down and just, and, and, and find this place of, you know, what we're doing is really 
cool. And I, I had to really hold on to that and be really proud of us because what we were doing was really, really hard. And, um, and I, and I knew that. And so being in a place of having to accept that we are going to make mistakes and we're not going to, by any stretch of the imagination, be perfect. And, and so We very quickly, I think, learned that as a band, one of the things that we really connect well, I think, with our audience is is by being vulnerable. And um, people really, you know, could see that in us, see see how vulnerable we we were being, and um, and how scary it was. And um, I think there was some solace in in knowing that um, there was there was beauty in allowing people into that part of us and to see it. And it really, um, sort of this, this, this unspoken connection between human, one human being to another of this, you know, I, I can be vulnerable and so can you, and, you know, we are going to make mistakes and we're going to get through those mistakes and we're going to take these as learning opportunities and, you know, sort of cheer each other on. And that was the thing I had, you know, like flanked were my, you know, two of my best friends and we were in it together. And so I think that also made it, um, more tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not up there by yourself. You know, um, I love that you brought up making mistakes because I remember, um, it was like the last Coachella before, you know, everything shut down. Coachella is like a festival concert Mm. down here. And both Lizzo and Billie Eilish both forgot their words at the same concert, like forgot the words to their songs on a stage with thousands of people watching thousands of people. (laughs) And like the reality is, is like, we're all going to make mistakes. How many times have they sung those songs, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just think it's like, we, we think that people are expecting perfection. And you know what I watched in the documentary because Billie Eilish, her moment was on her documentary and people were just singing the words for her. They just started singing yeah. for her. And so like, <laughs> I think yes. we have to um, give people the opportunity to celebrate us and support us. And, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think one of the things too I've learned is people don't really, it's hard to be around a so-called quote unquote perfect person. Right. It's not like super comforting. It's not a great feeling to be around someone that in your eyes is perfect. I don't know. I just, I think, you know, your own faults just become so like highlighted then. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, and so we certainly give um, people (laughs) an opportunity to be around imperfection. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, Well, I, we always say like, there's the soundbite. Yeah, you do. You, that is a soundbite. Well, well, they'll get a quote card on that for sure. But I, we joke here at the pod, we're like, nobody wants to be friends with perfect. Like nobody, totally. nobody. And I was on someone else's pod and they asked, they asked me that. I'm like, no, think about it. Like when you go to a perfect person's house, like when everything is perfect, you're like, are it my, sucks. are my socks even clean enough to be on this carpet? <laughs> do Cause like, match? do they, yeah. right. Did they <laughs> probably not? I probably like two ankle socks and not a big deal. <laughs> yes. So, so yes, I think you should tell Leslie just real quick what our first song was called. Yeah. I need to hear this. Yes. Okay. So our first song was called perfect ain't real and we wrote it in Nashville and it was all about not being perfect. And just about what we were just talking about. And we played it. Um, my dad had us out to Vancouver to just help us with our music and we played the song for him. And then after he just paused for a while and, and he's like, are you girls? Okay. Okay. We were like, yeah, we're actually great. And he's like, that was awesome. But yeah, that was our first song. And wow, we played that on stage a couple of times. And yeah, it was, uh, it, some it was important for, there was tears. Yeah. And it was important for us to just write those words because I think at the time we were all trying to be perfect moms and perfect wives and perfect at our jobs and perfect everywhere. And, and then, you know, with that mindset, like you just, 
you, you start to become not okay with failure and you start judging yourself and everything. And it's just a terrible mindset to be in. So as soon as we released that and we were like, Hey, we are not perfect. We're not close to being perfect. And that is what, that's really the beautiful part of us, you know, and we're coming together and we're, we're okay. Just being who we are flaws and all. And we're going to let other people know that that's okay too. And that's where a lot of our songwriting has come from and, and our message when we're, when we're playing our shows. So, cause you have eight girls between the three of you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, is that like, I just imagine that how amazing it is for them to have three women in their lives, because obviously like you're probably two aunts to, or some one of you is probably an aunt. To, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Sounds like there's a marriage in there. Um, yeah. and, um, to have all these women in your lives, not trying to keep up this perfection. I mean, have you seen, is that affected your daughter's childhood? Have you seen it be different than the way that you were raised? Like, is it, was that even something you were even consciously aware of when you were doing this or it's like a great thing that's happened? Well, I'll jump in quickly there. Um, I, I was raised in a home that really, um, was a very loving, accepting home. So, um, I, the whole perfection thing didn't come. I was never expected to be perfect growing up, but I do, I put that own pressure on myself. And, um, I think that as I saw what that was doing to me, putting that pressure on myself, like I started to get really bad anxiety and was really struggling with that. And I just decided like, I, I don't want my girls to feel this way. Um, I, Shelby and Laura as well. Like we all talked about that, just wanting our girls to just feel loved for, you know, between the eight of them, they're all so different. They all have different interests. And um, I think just sort of allowing that their own personalities to grow and giving them space so that they can be unique in their own way and not feel like they have to fit some mold that, you know, you're constantly trying to be shoved into just with society. So um, our message, I think, has been really strong to them and and has been, I, I think they just, they really admire what we're doing Mm -hmm. and they they're really proud of us and to see them, you know, at our shows and we can, you know, they were recently at a show of ours and we're sitting singing to them and they're looking at up at us, um, was just an incredible, incredible moment. So cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll just jump in because the song that, um, we sent to the show, I think you might play it at the end, but it's called blood harmony. And I wrote that song watching my girls um, when they were little, because they had this amazing relationship as, as sisters. And I, I think it's something as women where, you know, they were, they were the hardest on each other, but they were also the most loving. And there was so much forgiveness in the way they went back and forth. And I, I watched it and, and I, I realized that in our twenties and thirties, we might as women kind of lose that a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and it just seems so precious to me, the sisterhood and this, um, like having each other's backs. And I actually um, had gone through during the life of the band, I've gone through um, kind of a, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, someone kind of publicly attacked me mm. um, and it was really, really hard. And it, it, it took a major toll on me and on my family. And um, my girls here were always there for me through the whole thing. And I, I don't know how I would have gotten through it without them. And it's sort of like just kind of getting your people around you and you don't need to have that many, but you're special people that love you. And I saw that in my girls and I feel it with, with these girls that I, again, I didn't have sisters growing up. So there's this special bond with women when we, when we like strip away anything that we're pretending to be and just be who we really are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of came up in the songwriting and, and we've watched the girls, you know, we've, we've looked after them through this whole experience. When we started, they were seven to zero. And now just today, actually, Anna, Laura's oldest daughter. She's yeah. 17 today. Yeah. So 10, 10, 10 years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You have a little Aquarian on your hands. That's- no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I only know, I don't, I don't only know the sign that I'm in. So, um, <laughs> like a true Aquarian, um, you know, um, I just have to say, it is an interesting thing because when we go back in time and life and like how we used to be very tribal 
as far as like the women work together, they cook together, mm. they raise the kids together. And like, I had a guest on Jen Pike and I feel like it was her, it was, I've talked to her three times, so it, it could have been a different conversation, but I feel like it's in that podcast where, you know, even when we were having our cycle, there were actual women who, whose cycle on purpose was on the opposite so that they could care for all the women so that the women could actually just be in that space and just take mm-hmm. care and nurse because yes. they're like building a fucking organ, everyone. So like every month, <laughs> like so that they could like rest. <laughs> and, and I just think that like what you're talking about is the thing that like as glorious as it is to live in the times we do, one of the things we've lost and especially in women is this idea of like being together and and sharing truthfully and vulnerably and you know, um, even Glennon Doyle mentioned like she was at a park with her kids one day and someone was like, oh, how are you? And Glennon's like, you know, you know how there's all volcanoes that are dormant, but they could go at any time, right? <laughs> She's like, I yes. feel like that. And the woman like looked at her like she was like crazy, what? like we should remove your children. And she's like, oh, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. you are all doing with your, with your band and what you're actually showing your daughters and even the people who see you is like, no, you actually should get together and you do need to share your feelings and you do need to have people that you're with regularly. And so I think it's just really beautiful, beautiful. And we will be playing that song at the end, everyone. So stay at the end. <laughs> um, wait, so we're nine years in and, you know, really like y'all were being it messy action all the way. Now that it's nine years, do you all do you have like a system? Are you still kind of just like seeing how it goes like what's the what's 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 the new norm with it now that's a really good question it's funny because one of our songs that we're recording right now is called is 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 called let it roll and it it, it the song itself those words mean something very different than i'm about to say right now but that sort of version of like let it roll like you don't know i think we try to control so much as women in our lives because it's the world is a scary place and bad things happen and, you know, scary stuff happens and we, you know, we're vulnerable, we can get hurt. And, and I think, um, that sometimes it's just letting go and, 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 and letting things, having this sort of faith to, yeah, see where it takes you and not try and direct it too much, I think is, is, in the last few years, well, of course, in the last few years, I mean, so much has been out of our control in the last few years. And, and we have such busy lives and, you know, things come out of the blue, like, you know, just has horses. And all of a sudden we're like, we're supposed to be going to this gig. And now three of our horses are headed on a five hour trip to the vet. Like you just don't know what happens or, you know, somebody gets COVID, which is, you know, one of our kids, which is why we're not all here together in person today. And so you just kind of have to, I think, find this place of faith to let things go and, 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 and go with it. And it's funny that I am the person that's saying this. Because I, think, I was like, go Lord. Me too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> In the band, I'm the person that doesn't want to do that. Like I, I'm the more sort of planner, like let's, let's have things kind of at the ready. And I think that, you know, these two wonderful ladies have, are still teaching me this. And, and I, I really see the value in it because now, you know, we have, I have lived it. I've lived it, you know, alongside them. And I also see the beautiful places it can take you. That's beautiful. I, you know, I think we, I think Laura, I'm very similar. I'm very like, I'm like, we can do this. I, I'll let it roll. It's going to be fine. I'm like, but did, did we do it on time? But did we, <laughs> <laughs> but did we do it on time? Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, but my husband is like, he's like, Leslie for five minutes later, it's not a big deal. I'm like, it is a very big deal. Like the time said this, people are excited. Like, you know, so I do think having people in your lives who who like remind you that's going to be okay. Because I think deep down, you and I know it's going to be okay. And we can't control everything. And it is exhausting Mm -hmm. to do that, but it's hard to let that go. At the same time, people like you and I being there, things do get done at some time. (laughs) We also, we need our Laura in the band too, because oh yeah, there's a lot of times where we have needed her to just be like, okay, ladies, let's stay on task here. And that, that also, I just wanted to add on to, to, um, we've really made it, um, a priority in our lives, the band, 
And we, we decided on Thursday band practices and we, they're on the calendar. Our families know, we know, and we make it happen because it is one of those things that, okay, well, we'll just, you know, see an next band practice. If it's not on the calendar, um, mm-hmm. it can easily get missed for a few weeks and then, you know, that can roll into months or however long. So we have really all decided to make it a priority and it feels so good. It feels mm-hmm. so good to not only see each other on a regular basis, but to really have that commitment level there. Uh, it really, and it shows in our work and what we can produce and it, it just, it, yeah, it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the person who is like, okay, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to, on this planet to play a, a music. I'm just saying we use band as like insert, whatever it is, ladies, you can be tap dancers. You could be, you know, you could become mixologists in your practice, but how did you get the families? Because this is like eight kids, spouses, like mm-hmm. it is, what was like the thing that got everyone to go, okay, you can go. How did you get people on board so you could meet on Thursdays? Yes. I, I'd mm-hmm. love to jump this because I was just thinking about that. I I totally agree with you, Les. And it's interesting. I, I I don't want anyone to think that they're these musicians or they, like we weren't. But also, <laughs> even, even if you don't have any musical interest in you or whatever, whatever it is, even if, let's say it's like you like to read and this is your book club. I think that the, the key to it is you have to believe that it's really important. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, cause we had some times where we were like, I think we're going to start a band and it's funny. And then we were, we all, the three of us sat down shortly after we started this and we said, it's not funny. It's real. And if we don't believe it, then no one else will believe it like that. It's that it's important. So we had to decide that that was important to us. And we did that. And then, um, we said, with, we stopped laughing and we just said, we have band practice today. And whether it's, I have my book club tonight, or I have my writer's group, or I have my tap dancing, or I have my twerk class, it doesn't matter. But if that's what, if you say it with conviction, then I, I hope that your family would respect that. Yeah. And we had to learn that. Yeah. And it was the same for all three of us. We all yeah. three did that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That is the best. That is the best. That is like, you have to, you have to believe it. And I think that is where a lot of people get stuck. Cause they either want to control like, Oh, if I'm not, it has to be like this would be for me to believe it. Or when I have this and yeah. I'll like you guys, you all just had to go, we're nope. We're having band practice. We believe in this, this matters. And I just, I'm so grateful that our paths cross, like nothing happens. You happenstance. Like that was meant to be meant to be um, like it took me four different, five different COVID tests to get into that room. But I, <laughs> but we got there. <laughs> yeah, you did. yeah, I know the other day, Brad was like, we didn't actually do like all international traveling. I was like, we went to Canada. And don't you remember that was, <laughs> um, so ladies, um, I'm so, I, I will have to have you back because I just, I think that our listeners could learn a lot from you. And so maybe we'll have to get some questions in because I just think that the three of you have such different backgrounds, but you all have the same universal need that I think every woman does, which is like to feel like they belong, to feel like they do something that matters and to be heard. And, and, and I'm just so grateful that you three exist because even in your music, you're sharing that with people and you're opening those doors up. So we're going to take a brief um, break and then we'll come back so you all can find out how you can listen to their music and follow them. So stay tuned right after this. Hey team, it's Erica Quest. We're super excited. The Wealthy Mindset is back. Let's be in my annual coaching program. It's called From Failure to Flow. We start April 10th, then we go to May 7th and you'll go to levelupmovement.com to snag your spot. All right, ladies, where can people <laughs> find you, follow you, tell you how much, how amazing you are and how you've changed their lives. And they're all going to start a band. <laughs> <Where is it? laughs> yes, do it. We'll be cheering for you. Yes, yeah. we will. Um, basically wild honey band three is how to search us up. So on, um, we've got a website, wildhoneyband3.com, Instagram, wildhoneyband3, Facebook, we're wild honey band. Our music is also on um, iTunes and you'd search it through wild honey. Distant skies is the name of our album. 
Cool. Well, we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. I can't wait to listen to the whole album. And after the show is over, stay on. I know people like to bounce, but there's going to be the song and you're going to want to listen to it. You can save the episode if you want to come back to it. Okay. So before I let you ladies go and, um, mm-hmm. it's not Thursday, so I know you don't have band practice, but, um, <laughs> but, um, beat action items. This is where I really, you know, it's one thing to be inspired and it's another, I'm like, but you have to take action and you can't, you know, I'm with you, Laura, you and I have to work on, we can't control things. I have to let it roll, <laughs> but we also have to take some action towards the thing that we want. So, um, bold, executable, targeted, intrinsic things. What do y'all, what do you think, um, uh, listeners should do? Uh, uh, my first thing would be to sit with yourself and identify who are the, the women or men that you would want to do anything with or trust or, um, and not that you have to do it with anybody, but if you're thinking that I, I would say that it sure helps to do it with somebody else. And mm-hmm. I think that just sending somebody right now if you can think of your, if you've got a special friend or somebody that you think might want to do something with you, send them a text and just say right now, I'm thinking that we need to do something. I don't know what it is. Let's meet and let's, let's do something. And I think it has to start with that. I think it has to start with somebody that you trust. And maybe that person hasn't heard from you in a long time. And I don't know, but I, I find those little texts where we just say, Hey, you're important to me are so important. And that little tiny bit of connection where you're like, I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And, and I know, I don't know if that even is starts oh. towards any kind of career, but for me, that's, that's huge. I think that is so important. I do. And I, and I think especially like, I, I, I love that you said, I don't know what it is. Like, that's okay. Everyone in the transcriptions, you can just copy and paste what she said. You don't have to rethink <laughs> it. It's going to be down there. Copy and paste and send it to people because you know, I think it is so true. And sometimes the people that we do talk to all the time are not necessarily the person that you might be sending this text to. And that's okay. What I have, I heard a quote today, your thirties and forties are for letting the people go that actually don't light you up. So send that to the people, the person that you're like, every time I'm with them, I feel good about myself. That's who that should go. Thank you for that, Shelby. All right, Jessica, what do you got for us? Um, I would say show up. If you make a plan to do, you know, what you, what you want to do, show up. Uh, it's very easy to cancel. It's very easy to say, no, or I don't have time for this, mm-hmm. or I should be doing something else, or I feel guilty or get rid of all of that and just show up for the thing you want to do. It will be worth it. Um, believe in yourself, believe in what it is you want to do. Even if you think it's a crazy idea, just believe in it, show up and, and it'll go from there. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it will. I agree. Mm-hmm. Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that's why I picked these girls. Aren't they amazing? Um, I, I would say I'm going to piggyback on onto Shelby's and take it one step farther. So find the people, yeah, to find those people. And then I think the way that we speak to our friends, flip it and use that as a, as a voice for yourself, towards yourself. Because I think we're so hard on ourselves but yet we'll, we will gift, you know, these words to our friends with ease. And I think we are our own selves, the thing that gets in the way the most. So if we can just start trying to speak to yourself once in a while, as you would a friend, um, it starts to create a whole new language. Oh my gosh. I am so in love with all of you. Like so in love. (laughs) Um, We love you too. I like, like, thank you for lighting up. I mean, I swear these interviews are half just for me because, um, (laughs) I just want to have amazing conversations with people, but, um, you know, it is on the day we're recording. This is my Friday afternoon. And like, if I've been on zoom for eight hours a day, five days this week and (laughs) in a training and I'm just like, Ooh, here we go. And, you know, um, this conversation is literally like one of, this is what, why I created this podcast. This is, this is it. Like, because women like you are being it till you see it. And you're trying to change the women around you, trying to change the world to be that place. And I think, you know, I'm just so grateful that you found each other and like the universe went back pretty far to make sure that you three were on each other's path. There was like many boys that had been born on one street. (laughs) 
So true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I can't wait to connect and catch up with you all. Um, I'm thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy lives and, and, and happy birthday to Laura's daughter. And, um, and, uh, thank you also for letting us play this, this beautiful song for, um, our listeners. And we will, we'll have you back. Everyone, please oh do us a huge favor. Screenshot this tag wild honey on Instagram, wild honey three Instagram on Instagram and, and the be it pod with your takeaway. Um, and even if your takeaway is I've, I love the song, then tag them. And, and guess <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone now can put links on Instagram. Everyone can do it. That that's the people with all the followers. So you have the power to like literally change anyone who follows you to make sure that they hear this beautiful message that these women are off and doing. So tag them, tag us with your takeaways. And until next time, be it till you see it.
episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.